we here at The Morning Shift will give you free void advice, saving you from asking a mate who, let's be honest, has no idea, because we care. That's it. Our friends at Chemist Warehouse offer free advice from their in-store pharmacists on a range of vaccinations for the flu, whooping cough, and more. Whooping, there it is. Nope, just me. Okay, saving you spending money at your GP. The Morning Shift, out here doing the dishes thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Rolling with Chemist Warehouse. Let's push. Give me some. Let's go. Never fold. Ten toes down, baby. You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, mother. Shush. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the morning shift. Powered by you know me. I got, I got, I got. Between us, yo, welcome, we's there. We here for our morning shifters from our misters to our sisters. We back for another show just in case you missed us. Do the dishes on power by you know me. Good evening, we stay blessed. Don't stress. We've got you covered like a sundress. Welcome to officially the number one show podcast down under. If you're cool, down under your home. Welcome to new media, the people's media. Say no more. Take your shoes off at the door. You know the rules. You know how it goes. Oh, they are. Real people, real talk. Everything you want, nothing you don't. I said that backwards. That's all right. That's it. That's what it is. And if we ain't number one on the charts, hopefully we're number one in your heart. Let's get it, get it. I said that backwards too. (laughs) Oh, come on. Hey, we got a big show today for you, locked and loaded on a Yeah Welcome Wednesday. You are welcome. Uh, Some content from our shifters page saying that 2008. It's a damn throwback. Oh, they gonna get it. The disarray. Who wants a hiding? Who wants a hiding? Who wants a hiding? 2008. Uh, We're gonna preach about something. We're gonna gonna preach about something. I'm gonna hold my preach. I'm gonna hold my preachy voice. Uh, The men's den is back. And that's for everyone. I know that's just not for the guys. Uh, We got a professor. In the building today as well to talk about the election here in New Zealand and to uh, Professor Ella Henry. Ella Henry to uh, wrap up the show. But we always start the show with an absolute vibe, and it is brought to you by Live Nation because Post Malone is on the way 21st of November. Uh, if you all weren't here, I'll be crying world tour. So if you would like to score that double pass, we're giving it away on Friday. Post for post, jump onto our Facebook shifters page, you post anything. You go on the draw. Love that. Uh, I want to shout out to Missy Elliott. She was the first uh, female hip-hop artist to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But also, Shaka Khan made the Hall of Fame, which is about damn time if you ask me. So this is my vibe for today. Just like like the men's dance, welcome for everyone. I just feel like even the bros can get down with this song. Absolute banger. You're welcome. Shaka Khan. Let's move. Right 
Making the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. Love it. Well, it's not unbelievable, actually. It's about time. About time. Got me out of my seat on that one. Yeah, that one, that's, a, that's a banger, eh? It's good. I always remember my mum playing that. She didn't play a lot of secular songs, so... You remember the I ones? was like, oh, I'll get down with that. What up, OG? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Actually, I was just... Uh, I was... I was perusing the uh, the Facebook page and looking at all the votes we've had so far for Toast with the Most. And I realised something, right? I realised something. There's plenty of feedback on the Toast for the Most as well. And remember when we made our video and we were... <laughs> yeah. we, we, we came into mind, we, you know, we, we made our own toasted sandwiches mm-hmm. and our toast. And uh, everyone was keen to toast. Then we had a bit of a lull in the competition because, you know, certain people weren't entering. And then now all of a sudden we've got our final five and people are voting. Then the feedback comes back again. Oh, we're good we're with, our around with our food. We're playing around with our food now. We know. <laughs> we're passionate about our food. Yeah. Over 500 comments, we are passionate about That's our gonna food. It's going to be our biggest post. Yeah. <laughs> Just need to get food sponsors on for the rest of the, yeah. our time. As we'll be the lights will be on for the longest time. <laughs> that was it. I, you know I was sick last week? But I lost five kgs. Ooh. Five. We're looking a bit skinnier. Man, Gaunt. Mark, you know that water diet you were talking about? Yeah. I went and did it. You. <laughs> Can you make me sick? Bro, I went off and... <laughs> I tested, my, tested myself, I weighed myself this morning and I lost five, I just don't have five to be losing. You lost muscle too. Golly, bro. That was a, that was a, uh, that was a heartbreaker. But positives, your boy's back. I yeah. feel, you know, when you feel like you're back, how humbling, how humbling has been sick. You're being there. Yeah, I'll we tell you what, our, our bro Brooke has been in the trenches the last week. With I had to text the boys last night and say sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, uh, but that's all right. Ooh. We do this. That's why I was missing from uh, a show last week, but you still came in on, on for the Friday, and we appreciate it. Oh, I think for my chef to join, I'm trying. You know How are you saying? doing, Jordan? I'm, uh, there's a bit of heat going around for uh, your grape keeping. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, as you crazy, know, if you didn't listen way. to uh, some of the shows this week, uh, I went to an incredible bakery over the weekend. Incredible. Like, was not expecting. It was actually my mother. She was like, "I think these pies are better than the ones that you buy your house." And I was like, "Better, than Richmond, Road. Bus better than Richmond Road Bakery in Greylin." I think. I think not. You better watch your tongue. I'll vouch for you on that. I didn't, say, I didn't say that. I didn't actually say that. I shouldn't say that. I said that because I didn't. Um, I said you better watch out. You better watch out. They were okay. If I was giving, if I was giving my my local mm-hmm. an eight, these were like eleven out of ten. Ooh. And nothing should be that good. I can't speak for all the other Not pies, but I had, steak, we have this I had a steak cheese and mushroom. Do you see what he's doing here? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, I, I know he's exactly, exactly what he's doing. Incredible. But what? No, 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 no. I'm not hoping it. No, you're great keeping again. You're about to great keeping. You're building us up. This is where great keeping originated. This is the story. So then I put it on my story over the weekend and I crossed out the number. I crossed out the name of the bakery and people were livid. But that's great keeping. It's keeping great things to yourself. Mark's saying that you've layered up again. Yeah. You've given it a number. Yeah. He said it's better than 10. Yeah. It's only out of 10 and somehow it's better than 10. And he won't say where it was. If you would like ah. to know the bakery. Now, nah, I'll get up. It is. Shut up. 
Kill the music. Kill the music. There's no point because I know you ain't gonna do it. I am gonna. No, do it. you ain't. Brotherhood. 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 No, see, I know. Family, okay, I got well, you. You know what? I Family, was I got it. you. I was gonna do it. Go back and listen to it. Turn the volume down. I'm not gonna do it. I love what you did there. You flipped it back on me. Put the volume down and I'll do it. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Shifters, I got you. You gotta back him to a corner to get it. Nah. <laughs> Daily bread. Sponsored by Tip Top Super Soft, the bread that stays softer for longer. Daily bread. Breaking bread with, with the news of today. Thank you, Tip Top. Yes, thank you, Tip Top. We won't be gatekeeping the great bread. Uh, November eighth. That is three hundred and twelve days deep into the year. Only fifty three left to get her done. Get her done. It is International Day of Radiology where we uh, bring awareness and, uh, I guess, celebrate radiologists. Can I give a big shout-out? Thank you, love. Uh, we were about to do Men's Den a little later on the show, and last week I talked about the lump that I had. I got a text a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago? Bro, I told you to tell me when it happened. I know, I know. I was I've been sick, quietly bro. like trying not to ask you, like, waiting, and you've uh, been... I was sick, bro. I was so sick. But I got the text, and then I kind of just forgot. Uh, my bad. My, you, I'm my, honestly sick my of boy, you. My bad. I'm honestly sick of you. But uh, positive, uh, it's not cancerous. Uh, uh, it's it's got to get cut out at some point soon, but weight off the shoulders I, I feel it was a but what I want to say is thank you so much for everyone who sent things through I got so many messages of love support um, it was it was dope so appreciate the love and a good love chance that. to um, yeah I guess shine light on radiology uh, it is also yeah, sorry, world I made that all about me my bad <laughs> no, no, that was good that was and, good. and I'm, I'm happy I'm really happy that's the case you don't sound, you don't sound happy at all Mark you're no. giving me like Tuesday yeah. love I'm trying to get yeah, Saturday yeah, Sunday yeah. love you nah Bro, not to Mark need to love it up you shouldn't do that because you had talked to me about it already so <laughs> I knew I didn't want to I didn't want to bring you down alright honestly Honestly, I don't know why you hate me, but all good. All good. Bro, you could have just left it. You could have just left it. Oh. I refuse to sink alone. Oh, you know bro. that about me. Nah, that so, was my fault. I wanted to go in you so bad. Your life. Right. To be fair, I did ask you, though. To be fair, no, no, no. I did ask you. Oh, of course I wanted to ask. Oh, let's, keep ask. Moving, let's keep moving. Let's okay. keep moving. It's fine. It's fine. We are, we are unbreakable. Nothing can break us. It's also Especially w- each other. It's World Town Planning Day. There's actually people whose job is, like, they go to university to work out how to plan a town. Well, who planned no, Wellington? We, 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 a terrible we job. Yo, you suck in New Zealand. <laughs> Built Queen Street on a hill. I'm going to throw this one out there. Like, you need a hiding. This is very Auckland-centric, and I apologise to oh, everyone yes, who's listening in the country, yes, but yeah. very Auckland-centric. Whoever planned Northwest yep. and how to get around that little bit of yep. the town, Silly. unbelievable. That's Silly. modern. It's been done in the last 20 years. You're so right. There's like one way in off the oh, motorway. It's the worst. <laughs> one way in and one way out is the And then all traffic back going past the yes. pack and save and all that. It's oh, the, bro, it's like, the I can understand Wellington, like having problems at Wellington, but Wellington's been around for years and years and years. When you're building a new suburb and Northwest, whoever it was that went to uni to do world town planning, it's your day today. Congratulations. And finally, it's, world, it back off you. <laughs> it's world Pianist Day. Oh, how sexy is a good pianist? Oh. Does it go in and yeah, out of vogue? right. You're right. I yeah. mean, we were, I mean, Alicia Keys back in the day, eh, we were all just how cold is it heels for her. when someone you don't know plays piano and they just walk in there, they sit. Oh, that's the coldest. Yes, sounded like I was there live too, bro. I'm piano man, baby. Oh, she knows that's hard. Any other days? Any birthdays today, Mark? No, no, those my Um My daily bread for today is a lot of us would have seen this already, but we haven't spoken about it, so. It's notable now because we're speaking about it. Shush. Uh, Lauren Hill said at a concert recently, <laughs> and she's been notoriously known. She did it here at the Eden Fest. Which is like an hour late. She'll, she'll wait often two hours, mm. but she'll make people wait. And she got up on stage uh, and said, listen, um, you guys should feel lucky that I even make the stage. Now, 
Which part of that is true? I'll say it. You should be lucky that that album you made 20 years ago was like such a classic and a banger that literally came down from heaven itself has been like something that we all love so much that we're willing to even pay tickets to keep seeing you, Auntie Lauren. You want to talk about chokeholds? That's chokeholds. Now, I've, I've been an advocate for you over the years because I understand that your record label did you bad and horrific, and so you're not even able to perform the songs in the original key or the original format. I think it's disgusting how you've been treated. But you did not tell people after two hours... You're lucky I even made it up here. Auntie somehow have a pass, though. Yeah, she she's got a pass, man. If anyone got a pass, it's You know what? She's got a pass. She's like... Oh. You know I was going to call Winter Zion? Oh. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> name, though. I was really close to calling him Zion. But all the Zions the- I know are real naughty, so I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Longest you've ever waited for a person to come out at a It concert? was Lauren. It was Lauren? That's the longest you've ever waited? Oh. I believe so. I can't think that of That was two hours. Well, I was pretty. Nah, I was probably more like an hour. Oh, my new Janet made us wait. Oh, I felt for Janet. Janet made us wait at the end, but Maxwell had already killed it, and then she made everyone Dope. wait. Oh. And then everyone left as Janet oh, was popping. Yeah. Maxwell killed it, though. You, you don't oh. give too much time there as well. Who was yours? I felt like you had one there, Mark. Biggest um, wait time? I remember when I was. Creed. No, when I was following um, Rihanna around the, the world, I had to uh, wait four and, and a half story. hours. Go off, King. Four and a half hours on a plane waiting for her to get on the plane. It was when we were flying out of Paris. It was unbelievable, but it was her. Were you flying like first? Were you flying with her, like on the private jet? Yeah, we were all flying um, to. We did the seven Shut concerts up, in seven Wait, days. Flew into New Mexico. Right, he's from the era. No, but I don't know the radio story. At its peak, you know, when they have millions of dollars. You flew on a private jet with Rihanna. Yeah. No, you did not. 100%. What's I'm she like? She dope? She cool? Yeah, she went around. Um, she smells great. Big, she looks like she smells great. What's the big um, gold bottle of champagne? That, is it JC? Dom Perignon. No, no, no. I don't really know. Whatever that. Anyway, she was out there just pouring glasses for everybody and we were drinking and it was good fun, but four and a half hours is a long time to wait. Oh, I'm waiting for on you, the runway. Uh, look, I want to talk about something positive since Jordan just wants to hate on the Queen and the Auntie Lauren Hill. Mr. Beast, you guys seen this? Mr. Yes. Beast, who is an, uh, he's a YouTuber, um, he has just crazy amounts he of money. He is the man. He's a great content creator. He is the greatest, like, of, of content creators that we have in this world right now. He does the most 100%. mundane things. He The video I watched a couple of days ago was he made someone wait in a box and each second represented a dollar. Yes. And as long as you wait was how much money you got. And people just sit there and they make crazy amounts of money. Anyway, with all this money that he has, he's building 100 wells in Africa. He's, yeah, he's, he's built them, I think. Oh, he's built them already? Yeah. Already, yeah. already given them away. Oh, yeah, sorry. From uh, Kenya to Zimbabwe, he is um, providing access to clean water just to spread happiness and... Bro, uh, there's, there's a post that I read with it this went up, and I honestly wanted to like chopstick my eyes out of my face because the comments it was like, "What the heck? What what the heck are a hundred wells gonna do? He should be doing way more." And like all the comments were just like, "How are people finding a way to hate on this?" Like, we oh, feed hate. He is honestly like the greatest influencer. He pretty much just helps so many people, and then like creates the best content. And well. just doesn't seem like a dick. He just he's just like a good a good dude. You just can't win, can you? No, you can't. What's our you life really from this? You really can't win. You put a hundred wells in Africa and people still think it's not enough. Mm. But shout out to Mr. Beast, that's what he's done. He's um he's built those wells to provide clean water Mr. to Beast, uh, some of the places the they need it the most. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Beast. Love that. That's your daily bread. Breaking bread with, with the news of today. Thank you, Tip Top. Toast with the most winner announced. Very soon. This is the morning shift. Ah, uh, we old. Apparently. 
We some old comats. I was I was ready to get up, Jordan. That was deflating. Listen, uh, I love I love the shifters and I, I love reading comments off their Facebook page. I feel like we we probably miss a lot of content that should play back into the show, but I managed to save this one, screenshot this okay. one. Because Celesi, I agree with you. My heart hurts with your heart, my bro. I hope you're a bro. If not, love you. Um, was listening to episode 148. I realized I was old when my 15-year-old client said he loves listening to old school music. Because I haven't heard him play any old school. I asked him, what's old school to you? He said, Fano. You know, like 2008 music. You screwed you, man. They finished this with I was in high school during those years. Wow. 2008. That was my last year of high school. I'd oh. finished high school by then. Oh, you old. You dumb. You stay next year. <laughs> 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 I didn't finish it. What? I finished those seven. I was a bit earlier there. I finished at 17, so that makes sense. Oh, no, it was 2008. Oh, been a 16 years ago? Well, it, you know what? It made me do a little bit of researching. Uh, and when I say research it, re- research Are you dumb? Wow. Research <laughs> it. <laughs> made me do a bit of researching on my own. When I say that, I mean I went to Spotify and said 2008 bangers. And let me tell you kids, listen up. Come on, Jordan. You listen up right now. You little generations of Taylor Swifts and Doja Cats and... Ice spices. Go easy on Toto. You could never, ever. <laughs> you could never, not ever. Touch Fergie. This is the one you gotta start with. It's a banger, Brooke. You better get on board. It's bullshit. Touch 
and I'll be all up on you. That's what I'm talking about. I know about. you got that fever for me. Hundred and two and one. I know I've ever seen my brother just to lose you. If it's a camera, we still let gangsters be number one on the charts back then. Hey, Jill. You know Come the on shit, now. Hey, hey. You tricking they tell them girls. Head to the sun. 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 Classy, you know we're back they, to classy. This is when uh, British and USA were doing collabs. Is this the number one champion song? Ooh! We used to have intros because you guys, because we had attention spans, so we'd wait for the beat to drop. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Let's go. This is number one champion sound. Yeah, a style we about to get down. Who the hottest in the world right now? Just touched down in London. You guys will love this song. Bet they give me a pound. Tell them put the money in my hand right now. Set up a motor, we need more seats. We just sold out all the floor seats. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. Take me to New York, I'd like to stay. Take me to the Bahamas, I'd like to stay. Take me to the Bahamas, I'd like to stay. We still love rock music, you know? This was a year. Don't ever feel like this is old school. We still up. We still up, Bono. It takes longer to get up out of the seat, but we good. Peace. You know that I I got you, bro. I would like to welcome y'all into this right here is what we call TMS. It's the morning shift. This is our house. This is our home. This is also your home. <laughs> Come on. Man. I go by the name of <laughs> Brother Brook. <laughs> to my right, I have Brother River. Brother River. I'm the leader of the choir. I got to get out of character for just a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get back to it. Uh... Jordan, and help me out if I get anything wrong here, because it's been a minute since I went to church. 
Uh, I'm coming back. <laughs> Do you remember uh, like a few months ago? You go, should we go back? Should we go back? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I said, hey, when you go, <laughs> <laughs> hey, ask me again tomorrow. <laughs> but from what I remember, uh, a sermon can make uh, something out of absolutely nothing. Oh, bro. They see this and they go, <laughs> that's going to change the world today. For those I'm going to lock and load and rock your world. You're right. For those who have been to church, we, we've, we've seen, <laughs> like, man, you can't blame them. They're trying to get a, they're trying to get a word out every week, you know, for, for decades. <laughs> so, you know, but they get a bit creative, eh? They can, they can preach about anything. And that's what I think we can do as well. Okay. I want us to give it a go. Oh, us? <laughs> no, you, my boy. No, no, no. I, Jordan, I need you on this one today. Uh, Where did you uh, see this? I saw it all. I'm stealing it from online. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. What's content is content these days. We want to bring it in. We're going to play it out. I want us to give it a go. I want us to try it and see if we have the abilities to go to church and make something out of nothing. Are, are, are y'all with me now? I'm with you now. Are, are y'all with me? Woo! Brother, I'm brother, brother, Holy Ghost, right now, bro. For example, I just picked up this glass right here. Now oh. I believe there was a coffee in it. Dude. Coffee has gone. Oh, you better. Coffee would have gone through you. What does coffee do when it goes through you? It runs through you. Hey, I want you to look at life like that. I want you to run through life now. Run through it, but don't run from it. Hallelujah. Run into the storm because it will too pass. You gotta run straight into it now. You cannot run from your problems. You cannot cup, run from your fears. You gotta You gotta You gotta preach about the cup, brother. This is the cup. This is the cup of life. Every single morning, it's gonna be there for you. It's gonna be with you. You gotta ride with it. Can I help you here? Can I help you here? Sometimes people in life they take your cup and they tell you what you're supposed to do. But you gotta sometimes you don't gotta say shut up. What you gotta do is you gotta fill your cup. Oh, fill my cup, baby. Because then they know once your cup is full. What you're saying to them is fire, you know what I mean? <laughs> because you know what you cannot do, Jordan. You cannot feel anything from an empty cup. Uh, your cup needs to be filled if you want to feel anyone else's cup. You cannot feel anything up. Okay. Do y'all feel me? Wow. Oh, you in there. Jordan, you want to go? Turn the music back up. Uh. All right, bud. Come on, Brother River. It's Brother River right here. Sometimes mm-hmm. the pressures of life can pull you down. You're going to feel like you don't have a voice. Hey. You don't have a voice anyway. Everybody's taking your voice from you. But see, that's why he created the mic. Oh, come on now. How do you spell mic? M-I-C. What is M-I-C? M-I-C is me in Christ. I'm not literally in... Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not like that. I mean, like, I don't have to rely on my own understanding. M-I-C, when Christ is with me, then me in Christ means that there is a mic and I have a voice. Come on. I have a voice. I will be heard. There's an oyster choice. The choice is yours for your voice. Get out. <laughs> Mark, you gotta have a go. Turn it up. Get so, it in, Mark. So, so I need to find something. You need to find Anything. something. What's your name, first of all? <laughs> what do you go by? Brother, Brother Mark. Brother Mark. Brother Mark, here we go. All right, folks. <laughs> I'd like you to introduce you to a phenomena. Can you say it with me? Phenomena. Phenomena. I'll tell you what. We bask in sunshine, <laughs> but during the summers, but allow me to have you bask in fragrance. <laughs> Say it with me, bask in fragrance. Bask in fragrance. I see you all out there. You're enthusiastic in this set, this right here. This takes us back to our youthful enthusiasm. Say it with me, enthusiasm. 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 
Yeah, the eight and Egyptian god of perfume. Oh, perfume and it rains blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy. This is the musk that takes souls of love. Uh, I'm not really hitting anymore, Bass. <laughs> we call it Lynx Africa. Uh, say it with me. Lynx Africa. <laughs> Do you want me to say the Africa like you said it? <laughs> Lynx Africa. I'll follow you, brother Mark. Oh, man. Wow, wow sweetie. Honestly, uh, start thinking about your breaks. <laughs> start thinking about your content. John, we are not done. Right, I'm not trying to John, bring us home. <laughs> Preach one more time and bring us home. I'm going to bring you home. Ah, yeah. Here we go. Everything you learn when you hear the music kid. right now. You're hearing the music. Music is uh, the new generation's sound. We're losing it. Cause we're losing them to the Oscar. We're losing them to the Oscar. What does the Oscar stand for? AUX, any Usos. Put the X, flip it around in Christ. <laughs> any Usos in Christ. Pass me the Ox. Ah, uh, that's all I had. Shut up. This is the morning shift. But my life is good. The men's den, thanks to Spade's Summit Ultra. Yeah. Real good. Real good. As we move. To the wonderful couches, and we celebrate Men's Den. Thanks to our good mates at Spates. It's all about helping mates be better mates. 100%. Only rule is, gentlemen, say, yeah. everyone is invited into the Men's Den. That's right. The only rule is we have to be honest. Okay. Come on now. Say less. Hey, this... these couches make me honest. The way, they, <laughs> the way they hit the lower back, I'm only trying to tell the truth. Ah. All right, so... um. I wanted to bring a conversation to go a little deeper into. This was a thought that I had. This hasn't been found on any internet site or anything like this. This is something that I was, I guess, pontificating uh, yesterday after the show. And it's all to do with your algorithms. Can you guys pull your phones out? Oh, Mark, don't do this to us. I have been waiting for this day. Don't do this to Uh, us. I did not know you were doing this, Mr. Mark. I have been waiting for this day. Now, this is, like I said, this is something that I have just found as my own thought pattern. This is something that I've I've been thinking about and going, hmm, what is it about our algorithms, especially on something like Instagram, which is very intuitive. It so decides go when you, Yep. Okay. Just scroll down and uh, and one by one, let's just go down and, and, and talk about the account that shows up first. Oh. Brooke, what's on yours? Someone get my missus. Bleacher Report. Is that what you mean? Yep, perfect. Yes. What's it roughly about? Uh, Bleacher Report basically is highlights of American sports. Basketball is the big one in there, though. Cool. Jordan? Mine's like daily news. It's like um, Hollywood unlocked. It'll be for the Daily Breads. Oh, um, it's about someone Michael B. Jordan wanted to um, have a date with. Nice. Uh, and my I'll first account is, um, oh, it's all about motivation. It's a, a, a motivation. It <laughs> totally is. You come and have a look. All right, when you go down to the suggested for you, what's the first thing that pops up? Where, where, Where's that? If Where's you just that? scroll down slightly, it'll have an account, the first account. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, as a yeah, suggestion yeah. for you. Oh, yeah, I got it. Yep. Yeah. It's Micey Williams. You just oh, keep scrolling. Oh, this is back to my homepage. No, no, you just keep going through your feed. Yeah, oh, yeah on the feed, the feed, yeah. I got Micey Williams. Uh, he posted two days ago. You don't follow him? I do now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my boy. Mm-hmm. You want my one? Yes. CB, CBS Sports. It's Nick Saban talking about his football club. Okay, so... Football um, club? Wow, it's college football team. What I was thinking is completely wrong after hearing both your... <laughs> yeah. No, because we we're wholesome. Passed. Yeah, no, no, no. The, what I was thinking was, because I look at mine, right, and the one, the first thing that pops up, suggestion for you, is success boost. It's a clip of what looks like Jay-Z talking about something about success, right? And I had this thought, because 
an algorithm is a reflection of what you what it thinks you most desire. It's trying to grab your attention. So if you think about your algorithms on Instagram, it's basically filling a hole in your life that it thinks you want filled. It's kind of the circle of friends you want to be a part of, but you're actually missing from. It's missing out of your life. So if we take a deeper... But I'm friends with all blacks. It's <laughs> a good chance for you, Brooke, to rattle off all your friends who do play for the. Oh no, but, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at my home. I didn't see no. Look at that. No, no models. Boy, good from you, bro. It's all. When like women lie, the algorithms don't lie. That's right. So I was thinking to myself, um, it could probably tell you a Same. lot uh, about looking like the reflection in the mirror, right? The thing that's missing in your life, the thing that you are interested in, and what you're really kind of wanting more in your life seems to be fed to us through our algorithms can actually give us quite a few clues. Alas, I completely got that wrong because both of you guys have, uh, <laughs> it wasn't the part. But for me, it, it definitely sings true. Like I, I'm interested in success. I'm interested in uh, motivation. I'm interested in what keeps people ticking and, and what gets up. And that's probably something that, you know, in my circle of friends, I don't really have a lot of. We're just, everyone just works hard, goes hundies. And that is motivating. That, that's motivating in itself. But the things that I'm drawn to to just sit there and watch and go over and over again is reflected in my algorithms. And for me, it just seems to be everything is about boosting yourself, what's the right way of dealing with but stress, all those kinds he, of things. Do you like that? I do. But is there a danger too of, of that where, you know, too much of anything is bad in you? I know some people, some, some actually, you know what I've found quite hard in recent years? Because I, I used to love motivational talks and, mm. and it used to be something you used to search on on, on YouTube. It was before like this era of TikTok where you loved Eric too. Oh, but Eric Thomas, but mm. my guy, Ray Lewis, all of them. But I think the hard thing now is is often with so much motivation and the best soundbite clipped um, into 15, 30 seconds is things can if everything's motivational, nothing Nothing's seems motivational. motivational, you know? Maybe I'm not numb to it yet. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. But I, I think, you know, sometimes, you know, if you keep seeing that after a year and your life might not move on the dial that you want it to. Alarm starts, bells. It starts to become like, wow, I'm, I've been trying to do this for a while or I've been, you know, we can conv convince ourselves seeing it is trying, but, you know, the application of, like, everything they're talking about is a whole other thing, you know? Maybe. Maybe that's what I was missing. Maybe the it's not necessarily the clue of people who I'm missing in my friend circle and that's why the algorithm is, is pumping it at me. Maybe it's the fact that my life hasn't moved forward and I'm just stuck in a rut. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I actually anyway. think you're bringing up a bit. No, sorry. I just, I want to touch on this a little bit more because like, I think people's algorithms should be something they really have a think about because what is visible to us every day, like informs our, our moods as well. Right? Mm. And I don't know. I, I quite. No, you're right. I'm, so I'm, I'm disappointed at how much pop culture is on my, on my home feed, but it's actually for the show. I'm trying to like find out like little angles to bring content to the show, but but you're interested in staying relevant. That's always but like you, by way of the show, yeah. You don't. Nah, you like your finger on the yeah, pulse. Yeah, you like to have your finger on the pulse. You like to be the first. To because, because for the last five years, I've had to talk about something. But no. if, I, if, I, if I did, if I no, I can honestly tell you, if I did not have to talk for a living, and have and have takes about certain things, I w I, I wouldn't be invested anywhere near as much. Uh, what about with music? Okay, then? let's switch that back. Conspiracies to music. though. Oh, talk to me, rabbit holes. I thought we were going to say not at all. With rabbit music though, you like to be. You like to. Be on top of the the pulse when it comes to what what's what what tracks popping, what's first come out. Like uh, I, you and I had an argument. I told you Afrobeats <laughs> was going to be. 
We had an look, argument because you assumed that I'd never heard of Afrobeats and that was your angle that you were trying to take. No, no, have you heard of Afrobeats though? It's your like playlist, off. your playlist changed after we had that combo. Yeah, yeah, okay, bro. Serious. Uh, I would like to just quickly talk about NBA. Also, um, ladies, stay with me here because I know you might hear NBA and be like, oh, that's not for me. There is so much drama. That happens in the NBA as well. Like people just being traded left, right, and center. You have to up and leave your family. Oh, they're staying. They're staying. So much going on. <laughs> but the the person I want to talk about is Victor Wimbenyama. Have you guys have you guys watched him? Have you seen him? Have you had a look at his game? Have you seen just how incredible this young man is? The um, unbelievable, bro. The general consensus is Victor is the player you make in NBA 2K when you want to cheat. Yeah, you make yeah. him super, super tall. You make him shoot. How tall shoot is he? Threes, they, seven foot. They've What's listed he, him as seven three, but yeah. I look at stuff and it looks like he's seven four, seven five. But isn't Unco uh, has long that limbs? That foot inches. Uh, feet. <laughs> but I mean, I'm being serious. Seven feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, seven no, no, that's, that's tall. That's tall. I've just done the math. But the part that I feel sorry for this guy is is uh, the comparisons in what he needs to do for his career now because he's so uh, extraordinary if he doesn't meet those has he had a failed career mm. and people are putting this pressure on him right now to be like hey if he's not top five of all time oh dude no they've got more than that like they've said he's got more potential at this age than Michael Jordan did than what um, LeBron James ever had but his, his expectations are supposed to be the greatest basketball player to have ever lived. So how do you deal with that? Right. And why put what that pressure on? do? He's going to get $100 million contracts. Deal with it, right? Like, this is why he's got no, a team. No. This is why he's got a great coach. This is why he's gone to the Spurs. This is why, like, he's going to be fine. No. He's gonna he be is fine. going to be fine. But we hope he's going to be fine. I'm just trying to give a different opinion here on the means DNA. Like, guys, <laughs> like, we, we, we can't talk about... This, this guy's hard without, you know, he's well compensated for. This is his dream. He's now, like, who who doesn't want to be the number one draft pick? Who doesn't want to, you know, play out their dream? Who doesn't want to wake up every day and live their dream and okay. get paid millions to do it? To that, would you like to live that life that he lives in terms of how big he is? Because everything changes when you're that big. Well, I mean... Like literally living itself. I understand you have so much money, but living itself when you're yeah, that see, big fame, is so that's different. That's different. Talk. I would, I would never want fame like that. Just Jordan, the, you touched on the fact that he's living his dream. Who wouldn't want to be in the NBA? Who wouldn't want to be first round draft pick? Who wouldn't want to be a superstar? That's his dream, though. Like, I, 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 I mean, I I mean like that in context when, of his dream. Sorry. Totally. What I don't like though is when everyone else puts their dream on top of his. Do you know what I mean? Like he should be able to be who he wants to be and be able to be the best player he can be. But when people start saying to him, if he's he's going to have a failed career if he isn't better than Michael Jordan and LeBron put together, that's the type of pressure that is too much for I, someone who's, what is he, 19 years 19. old? 19. I agree with you, Matsu Mark, but then I agree with you. But I also think that, um, and, and I think there needs to be media like hopefully like us when we talk about sports that gives you know player players a chance to have something against the grain where mainstream is like that but the thing is you can't you can't change the stripes of, of how the game goes right you're always going to need the negativity because it amplifies the entertainment of the sport this is why this is the great distraction of sports in the in the arena this is what makes it amazing like we don't we don't care about Jordan or LeBron if they don't have the doubters it's when they hit that game winning shot after everyone telling them they couldn't. It's when LeBron's still dunking down the lane 21 years after they they, was, they said at 18 he was going to be a flop. That's we, a great we argument. We don't, we that don't, yeah. yeah, you know, it's we the don't. the yin with the yang. 100%. But yeah. I think, I think with um, this kid, I think 
the European players who 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 come from Europe have already played with men in in you know the men's leagues. Mm. They they genuinely do a little bit better. Like look at Luca. They look always at, come in with a step ahead. Who's the best player in the NBA right now? I would say Jokic. four of the top five guys are from outside of America. Yeah. yeah and I could be counting, wrong somewhere here, but counting Lamelo. And he was triple double. <laughs> yeah, 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 he went well. He went real well. But yeah, but yeah. The, the that's the a good game point, Jordan. You know what? I, I, I'll take a knee to that. That's a very good point. You don't get the yin without the yang. No, but I, I do think while I agree with your point, it's like it's there's there's room for other media to like um you know who's been amazing um the last two years JJ Riddick JJ Riddick I knew you were gonna say that an ex NBA player who's giving so much context to his experience as an NBA player in mainstream media and making these like analysts look silly and giving truthful takes as well. But yeah. he has a, a manner about it that's, yeah, you're right. He's very, very It always good. helps too when you've hit some shots. Yeah, oh, when no. you've been about it, <laughs> when you've been through it and been about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, he's a bucket. Anyway, Victor Wimbanyama, keep an eye out for him. He's amazing. We do love that. I um, take a little tune in. I love uh, us, the way we've uh, spoke about those quite entertaining things today on the couch. Sometimes it's been a little bit heavy, but I did have uh, a message come through from a father that I just wanted to read out. He's just basically a dad and his daughter's going through a situation at school and he said, would I mind reading it out on the Wednesday? And I said, Doko. I've got you. So here's his message here. Hey, bro, uh, can you take the conversation um, about bullies in high schools in high school to the men's den? Bit of context, my daughter and her friend were rushed by 10 other girls and my daughter and her friend stood up to them uh, with the girl who was getting um, rushed. Taking the first swing, uh, she got a lot more than she bargained for. After this happened, the group have been bullying and harassing my daughter left, right and centre with racial slurs and threats. Uh, when they catch her when she's by herself. Now, believe me, I know my daughter has her faults, but how far can we let this carry on? Do I have to show these people where I'm from? <laughs> Do I have to put the South Auckland cap and staunch these uh, girls out or step their parents out low? Uh, schools um, have just been really unhelpful in their procedures. Uh, I know that's not the right thing to do, but I need some fatherly advice, please, or hood advice, Lol. Uh for- <laughs> My first thing, and you guys can go after this, is what what a um, normal instinct day eh, to want to protect protect your daughter, especially in school. I mean, you know, whether it's their parents, whether it's going to school and just like probably he doesn't mean like he wants to fight anyone, but probably standing there going, "Hey, I'm her dad. Like, don't pick on her." You know what I mean? Um, but this is this is a very tricky situation when he's expressed uh, the school haven't been as helpful. So, what's some options here? You're so right. Uh, I, I don't know. Honestly, can I just be blue, uh, bluntly honest? I don't know. What I do know is that, and I've worked this out over the last two years, is I just want to be a vehicle of insurance for Winter. So no matter what he's going through, he just knows that I'm there to support him. And something like that, I don't know. Because I'd imagine you've probably exhausted all the options that you want to do. You try school. School's got to be the first option. Uh, you want to protect your daughter at all costs. It has the point of like, do I go there and show that I'm her dad? Do you go and talk to the parents? It, maybe sometimes you just don't have the answers. I don't know the answer to this one. 100%. And you know what else is um, that we forget sometimes in the context of what we're talking about here is, I remember when I was at school, my mum would have gone, my mum would have got stepped out anyone on behalf of me, but I didn't want her to. There was that whole other dynamic of, please don't come to school and embarrass me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and while still wanting the issues that I was going through to be dealt with. So, you know, there's there's also potentially that at work there. Like, no one wants their parent to come and, you know, stick up for them. Especially Even though I guarantee you years from, years from now, 
when you become a parent, that's all you suddenly realize that's all I want to do. But yeah, it is that other hard thing of of I, I think for me, um I can see Matsu Mark uh, just, pondering. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm I'm thinking this through. Yeah, uh, f- f- for me, um the obvious seems I would put a lot more pressure on the leadership of that school. Um I'll go Monday if I'm not happy. I'll go back Tuesday if I'm not happy. I'll go back Wednesday if I'm not happy. Because I have to keep the leadership of the school for all students. And my my child being um, one of them, I have to hold them accountable. That, And I have to make them understand and agree that every student should be able to, to, to come to class, learn with a certain level of safety and not have to worry about uh, what that is going through. If you don't agree with that, we have serious issues here. Now, if you're saying you agree with it, can you please talk me through your plan? And I think teach, you know, teachers have to deal with a lot of um, issues in high school. It's a very tough job. But I, I know that for me, if I saw a parent keep coming back, I'd be like, okay, I've really I got get the point. I got to do something about this one. <laughs> <laughs> this parent not going away. The other thing for me is, is, is it's always our job to um, look for opportunities to assist our kids in building resilience and resiliency in their mate. It's um, putting, you know, trying, and it's, I'm not there yet, I don't have an adolescent, but I assume when I get to that stage, it is a conversation where, son, the bullies don't ever go away. And probably many a conversation. We have to learn how to deal with them better. And navigate those waters. And yeah, I don't know, you know, it's situation to situation, but it's, uh, I think a huge portion of my time would be in trying to build find ways opportunities to build my child up however Mato Mark you have more <laughs> more experience in your parenting than us oh uh, yeah yeah I, so I was lucky enough and I say lucky because I do believe this I had two two uh, stepsons who uh, haven't actually experienced being bullied necessarily but my daughter has been through it and she's uh, run into uh, a couple of people and it's happened at a time but I always try and turn it back to myself when it, when it was happening for me and Take my word with a grain of, uh, a grain of salt. Like it, it is what it is. But you looked at as the leader of your family. Like you are, what your next steps are will echo through your daughter's life for the rest of time. So what you can teach her in this moment and what you can teach yourself is, is, is having the restraint. You've got to be able to understand. As Jordan touched on there, there's there's a certain amount of um, resilience and um, adversity that gets built through these situations, which I do believe kids need to learn. Mm because it helps them in the long run. It's hard to see it right now. So the best thing I've always thought to do um, to Ava, my daughter, when it was happening to her, was giving her empowerment, giving her encouragement, showing her her support networks at home first, then when it wasn't um, wasn't wasn't working out and giving her some tools to deal with it, uh, the next step I did was ring the parents of the kids, and I said that if it needs to go any further, I'll be escalating it with the principal in the school. So I'll allow them to deal with their, their kids first. And sometimes that's not necessarily the case. You don't get that. I had that in my situation because I knew the kids and I knew their parents, so I rang them. And to be fair, I had to hold my temper back because the, the natural instinct in me was, you'll deal with the, your, your kid or I'm coming around with the older brothers and we'll deal with your kid and you. <laughs> So there was no kind of... But We're just talking to the instinct in this, us, right? This, and yet that's what it's you've got a, to stop. There, you've true. got to stomp down. But Jordan, you touched on it beautifully as well. Like school principals, they're there to support school teachers. 
they've got school deans. Their job is partly to help deal with the teachers who aren't just teaching lessons right now. They're actually having to deal with uh, the politics within the class, which can be uh, bullying. It can be, you know, disagreements between the kids. There are support networks for our teachers to then rely on. And I know the principals are busy as well. But look, you've got our most precious assets Mm -hmm. under your jurisdiction when we're not there during the day. Mm. So we expect you, mm. there's a there's a certain amount of duty that you have to respect us and, and look after our assets, which are our children. They're our everything. So when we see them coming home in tears, there is a whole nother level that we hit and it's understandable. So to the bro who wrote that letter in, always remember you're the leader in this situation. You get to choose what you know what happens next. But remember, it does echo through your daughter's um, life for the, rest, for the rest of her time. Yeah, 100%. I just had another thought, just, just to add, sorry, I know we're going on for a little bit, but, you know, I always remember um, Brene Brown when she was speaking about vulnerability in terms of um, um, how to show up for others, and I think as parents, there's a real fear that we have to have all the all the answers, mm. and that we have to um, acknowledge that we're going to make things better, and sometimes what our kid needs to hear us is to get next to them, get beside them and say, hey, this situation, it sucks, eh? And I know I can't fix it all right now, but I'm right next to you. I'm right here. And maybe even, you know, if you're vulnerable enough, like I went through the same thing. Hey, it, it's a little bit different, but I got someone at my job right now that's trying to bully me. Mm-hmm. This is something I'm going through as an adult. You know, this isn't something you're just dealing with that kids deal with. This is something that continues throughout our lives, and so let's let's figure out a way to do this together. And 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 I remember my dad. I went through something at school, and my dad said, "Hey, before I go in and, and address this, is there anything that?" He was actually pretty ruthless, but he gave me an opportunity to um, to tell him the truth about everything that had gone on, but in a way where I didn't feel like I was going to get in, more in trouble about some of the things that I'd done too more than he was willing to try and reprimand the situation. And I think that was really helpful for me as a kid, hearing my parent go, hey, look, I know you've made mistakes too. Is there anything you want to tell me? And I remember my dad was um, so almost like, um, he was so stoked that I told him the truth about something bad I'd done. And And it incentivized something in me that I can go and tell my dad the truth if I mess up. And it, and it created a whole other other thing for us. So maybe there's a bit of that too mm-hmm. with, with what's going on with these situations that our kids that Yes, you're right. It's like the bro even said in his message, I know my daughter might have her flaws, but I think that's another opportunity in this um, situation for you guys to grow, where it's like there's a there's a space we can create here with my kid that before, before you run to the world or wherever else, you can run to me. There's nothing that you can do that I, I might be disappointed, but there's nothing that you can do that will stop me from being your parent, being your mum, being your dad, from loving you. And open, maybe, yeah. open and honest area where there's unconditional love. Like it's, yeah, it's creating a space where they always know you're there because that's probably the most important part to any child's life, right? Yeah. Which Knowing, sounds like the broken door too. Yeah. And yeah. wants the door too. Hmm. Always a tough take, one, pay, take it or leave it though I don't know yeah. if that works you know, If it don't work then uh, don't try it don't, 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 don't listen to me And we're not industry professionals <laughs> This is just from our own experience and how we feel Wow, what a week That is the men's then Yeah, that's another men's then Thanks to our good mates at Spates Spates is all about helping mates be better mates Alright man This is The Morning Shift 
Chota Shifters, just to end our podcast today, our show, we have the amazing Professor Ali Henry in studio with us. She's having a conversation about politics, but to be honest, eh, Brooke, it went, it went other places that, you know, off the back of her expertise and knowledge, I just feel like we really needed to hear today. She's mm. amazing, inspiring, uh, thought-provoking. Some of the things that she was saying to us, I was like, I think I've never even... It's even crossed my mind, and many things haven't, but she was incredible the way she did it. I love that. Listen now, I challenge you to get to the end. She's got absolute gems all the way through. Peace. How did you find this election? What were things that you looked for or things that you found interesting now that the special votes are counted, and what does that kind of mean? Yeah, well, I think the last few elections... Oh, first of all, um, <clears throat> so I think one of the things that has happened in recent years has been the increasingly vitriolic uh, tone of election campaigns. And that's been exacerbated, I think, personally, by these polls that come out and, and start pitting parties together very before we actually go into the polling. Well, I haven't got questions about that. And so, and so, I think that that's been getting worse, um, and and this was particularly, uh, I thought, unpleasant because of the amount of anti-Maori rhetoric that was being used. You know, the the the, the um, get rid of the treaty referendum or change the treaty principles legislation, yada yada. The um, race-based policies, you know, being anti-race-based. I'm sorry, but this country is founded on race based policies created mm. by white people to take our land from us. Mm. That's the history of this country. And now that Māori are able to address some of those inequities in tiny, tiny ways, we are being blamed for trying to create race-based policies, which quite frankly is bullshit. Mm. <clears throat> so, you know, that, that I think coloured the, uh, the negative aspects of this campaign and I think it's getting worse and I think we need to all stand up and say to media who contribute to it in some way because, they, you know, they, they film the inflammatory confrontations, they espouse a lot of the stuff that's coming out of the spin doctors. So I think there's a role <laughs> to be had in just chilling it all down in the lead up to the election. I always, I always wonder about those polls. Who does those polls? I never see anything about them, and all of a sudden in the news they're coming up left, right, and centre. And just more, probably more specifically, like what is the damage to seeing those polls like to the psyche of the public? Like? Exactly, those are really good questions. Nobody mm. has a definitive answer to them, but what I think is really important is one of the things they tell us about is what the Maori voters. But considering that the polls have to phone you. And the vast majority of Māori I know no longer have a landline, so, oh. yeah, and nobody has got our cell phone number. It's like radio, all these yeah. old mediums, the way they do it. <laughs> so how are they getting a hold of this, you know, representative Māori sample? I think it's highly influential for certain segments of the population, right? So, so those who don't delve deep into politics and they see a poll and they go, "Oh, look, you know, National's going to win. Why bother yeah, why voting? Would I try, yeah. Why would I bother voting?" The counter to that, and we saw that so well at this election, the counter to it was an incredible campaign run by both the Greens and to Party Māori to attract young voters. And and who in this country has not heard of Hana Rafati? And that, and that phrase, you know, the kōhanga generation is coming, but don't be afraid, which means be afraid. <laughs> which was fabulous. And, and, and that's reflected in the voters, reflected in the participation of, of uh, our rangatahi, our younger voters. So, yes, you can damage the psyche with a, a series of polls that, that 
push a particular perspective, but you can also change that psyche with a range of powerful, strong messages. And we certainly saw that coming from Te Party Māori, from the Greens. And the counter to that, obviously, was Winston Peters coming in quite late in the show and attracting a lot of very strange old people. How disruptive, though, do you think it was, um, I guess, the vote for Māori Party members um, in creating the overhang in Parliament and and now, I guess, some of those promises that the parties made on the right are, are going to be hard to be able to pull off, right? Is, is that is that the have we disrupted what was supposed to be a pretty sweet little ride in for national? I would so love to be able to say categorically that Maori stage managed this, that we are smart enough to have created absolute chaos for the National Party. <laughs> but all the evidence suggests this was kind of accidental. However, the overhang, <laughs> <laughs> happy coincidence, the overhang has, as you said, created a very difficult position for um, Christopher Luxon because he now has to bring three parties together. And I, I was thinking yesterday, it's a good thing he's already bald. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, the next three years is going to have him tearing the last few hairs on his head out. So how, that, that's my question. How do you see this having any chance of working? It's going to be like every meeting they have of a course because he's going to be a marriage guidance counsellor trying to stop them from killing each other. I mean, the thing I've learned about Winston Peters over the years, he's very courtly, he's very gentlemanly, he's very courteous for those of you who have yes. interacted with him. He's a charming fellow. Yes. Very bright, very erudite, um, does, it c- comes from north, does not forget, does not forgive. The north remembers. Right? The north remembers. Yeah, ah. stark. I've always thought like um, the, I suppose the backlash of Jacinda's um, time um, and the way that people get so angry and worked up and, I, and, and you would when, you know, people lost their marriages, people lost their businesses. Um, people have broken homes now based on what we went through COVID and there's a, you know, we always talk about politics and, and transactionally, but the emotional toll of this nation and what we're still trying to catch up on um, is clearly evident now. But it, for me, it's going, if we're so critical of that Labour government and, and we need change, what else would they have done differently? And that's the most important thing because we have to some degree thrown the baby out with the bathwater because some of the things that have occurred on Labour's watch in six years, which actually I thought one of the best speeches that Chris Hipkins gave was his speech the night that he was conceding defeat and he gave a really beautiful, poignant, heartfelt corridor about what they've achieved. You know, 35,000 houses built. No other government's done that for for decades. Um, The Māori Health Authority, the changes to criminal... Uh, you know, some good shit happened on their watch. <laughs> mm, yeah, and and unfortunately, we all we saw was our own personal trauma, and um, which was hard to, to it's, miss. It's right? hard to mash those two. And and if you're fortunate, and we are, you know, I'm privileged. I get to travel overseas as part of my day to day job, and I've had the opportunity to go to other countries and see how hard they did it. Compared to us, yes, we did it hard, but we saved tens of thousands of lives Mm -hmm. by going harder for just a little bit longer. And yes, personal trauma was involved for many, many people. But what was the alternative? Mm. You know, to have lost not just your job, but your family. And so weighing that up, you get to be able to do that retrospectively looking backwards, but the people in the heart of that are the ones who are angry and they voted with their feet. 
And so I think that this is not a bad thing for the left. I mean, all around the world there's a crisis of the left because the right, which is about less government and more wealth creation and let's develop and exploit the planet until there's nothing left, that's that end of the political spectrum. The other end has been in crisis because the left has not had the resources to present a good enough argument to counter the persuasive power of the powerful. So shouldn't we just try suss the middle? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the, mi- the middle is the safest ground, but it's defining the middle. Mm. You know, I mean, Te Pāti Māori is considered an extreme radical activist group. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, but you, re- you go back in history, though. Remember the people who protested for the whenua in the 70s yeah. were called mm-hmm. terrorists. The people who protested for rugby in 1981 were called terrorists. The people who marched in 2004 over the Foreshore mm-hmm. and Seabed Act were called terrorists. All we were were whānau trying to protect what little we have left. And when you see when Māori gets stuff back, we don't exclude anybody. We're not the ones shutting off beaches. You know, that's not Māori iwi doing that unless there's a rahui because somebody's died or there's some pollution. So we've been called terrorists for so long, we've started to believe the bad publicity. But the reality is all we're trying to do is protect our country, protect our people. So we do occupy the middle, but the middle tells us we're the extreme left. It's all smoke and mirrors, dude. We do have a national government. We do have act in... uh and for whatever reason, if you don't agree with those parties, we still have to have a government that rules this nation. How do we? Um, I see. I see. How, um, we're so. Um, and because it is vindictive sometimes, because these uh, politicians know what to, to say to swing our emotions, we can be so swayed by um, what they have to say, and and for good reason sometimes. But how do we? How do we stay hopeful for the future and what national and that are going to do? And how should we engage in politics in a way where we don't feel like um, the people at the head have a say and, and we have we should disengage because we can't do anything about it? How do yeah. we continue to... I, I use a term called civil literacy. You know, So when you go to school, you learn a little bit about banking and saving and blah, 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 financial literacy. Yeah. Well, we also need civil literacy, which is how to be a good citizen. What, what does being a good citizen mean? And I know a lot of our people feel so disenfranchised, particularly, unfortunately, amongst rangatahi, that they don't vote. you just got to go out and engage with them so that you can make an informed decision. Um, I always used to – I teach leadership, Māori leadership, and um, I always say to my students, you ever meet a Māori that says they're a leader, you should run in the opposite direction as far as you can go because in our world – you do not define yeah. yourself as a leader. The people do. Talk the people who stand up and sing for you. Mm-hmm. That's your, that you are their leader. They make you a leader. So people say we have, you know, lots of leaders. We have a crisis of leadership. I say, no, we have a crisis of followership. Because mm. great followers make great leaders. Bad followers follow fools. Mm. And so civil literacy is about understanding who is the great follower for you and your whānau and your hapari, your community. See, you know? that, oh, I confer- love that. Come that on confirms now. what I've been saying. That's why I meet like so many politicians and I just think they're losers. And the best way of like, just feels like they're, you know, they're that, they're that kid in class that, you know, won the class, you know, captain award or they're trying to like, pr- but the real leaders know that they often can only affect an, at an arm's length. So they run, they avoid leadership because they don't have this this itch that needs scratching where people can hold them up. And so I always feel like you're that crisis of leadership, but changing that to a crisis of followership, wow, that blew my mind. 
in in our traditional society, what I've learned is that there was no hierarchy of leadership. There was nobody at the top. You know, there was always a community of leaders. Mm -hmm. So, and you know that. You know, when you go to a, a marae where everything is humming, there's somebody mm -hmm. in charge of digging the hole. There's somebody in charge Bad of the mahi, dive. Of there's somebody in charge of the kitchen. And I worked for a while when I was at Unitech with a really beautiful, beautiful kaumātua called Koro John Tuday. It's a John. And he used to teach me stuff just by being who he was, you know. So you could always tell who the real leader is on the marae. They've got a tea towel in their hand, right? Do the dishes. Do that dishes, dude. <laughs> and, and, and the other thing is he said, you know, I, 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 it took me till I was 70 till I made the front row of the pie pie, and we're just the decoration. Mm -hmm. That's all we are. Everybody else is what the marae is, not just the people sitting on the pie pie. We have been seduced by this notion of hierarchy to assume the pie pie is the top of a hierarchy, but it's not. It's just a part of the whare, mm. you know? And so we need to build that capability and, and realise that every single person has value, every single job has value. Yes, some people will get paid more because they've got more risk associated with their work and cut, cut you know, kapai tēnā. Uh, but the reality is until we can have that kind of egalitarian society, then we're always going to have injustice and inequality. And that's the foundation of hatred and social unrest. Ooh. Can we look to you and do a little bit of crystal balling? And it's always hard to predict. But with the current government set up um, with National Act, New Zealand First, all being a part of an alliance, what? who do you think wins out of all of this in the next three years? If you can look through the crystal ball, and I know it's hard to predict, but what's your instinct tell you? Well, I think landlords will do really well mm -hmm. with the tax benefits that look like they might go through in the first 100 days. And for all those people that own hundreds of properties, the, uh, the tax breaks they'll get is going to be fabulous. That's another holiday, you know, wherever they want in the world. For the average person, I, I, I think not so much. And for the poor and the most vulnerable, um, you know, the, the pulling back of the Māori Health Authority, the pulling back of the fair trade, fair pay agreement, um, the bringing in of foreign investors, all of those things may well have a much more negative impact. But I think the bigger, the bigger issue and the one that really, you know, we can survive three years of, of, of mediocre government. We've done it for a long time. Uh, it's it's how we are putting our energy, and this is why I'm so happy that the Greens have got a really solid cohort. I mean, I don't talk about which political parties I vote for, but I do think we need to, every party needs to have a Green policy. And so some of the positives that they brought in at the last one, you know, around carbon um, and protection... The fact that if they're rolled back, then we are taking a big step backwards. And, and you talked about how I was um, the executive director of Greenpeace. This was 94 to 96, so nearly 30 years ago. Everything, we used to get reports from Greenpeace International, big science. We Greenpeace invented some amazing stuff, you know. Every report I read in that three-year period that I worked for Greenpeace has come to pass mm. in less than 30 years. They were talking about a half a degree temperature rise of the ocean hitting us by 2030 to 2040. It happened in 2020. Mm. So the process of destruction of Papatuanuku is escalating. So to get back to your question, I think that we, you know, our civil literacy does require us to have some political literacy, but also some environmental literacy and how we can advocate for the most and I know that our economy is going to be affected you know and the, and it's a balance I'm not I'm not standing on some soapbox and saying I have the answer because I don't 
But we do have to balance economic well-being with environmental security, and how we do that requires strong political leadership. And I, I'm not sure. I'm waiting to see the strong political leadership from this particular coalition on environmental issues, mm. given that David Seymour has, has said some pretty strange things about, you know. Oh, Davey. No, I love that. Hey, this has been an absolute whirlwind of a conversation, but I love it. Um, you are auntie to us, but Oof. you are Professor Ella Henry. Thank you for your time, auntie. Thank you for your wisdom and um, your... Your knowledge, it was really needed today. So thank you. I think you guys are doing a fabulous job. Thank you. Professor said that to us. The professor said that to us. <laughs> this is The Morning Shift. Gosh, is incredible. That's the show. Big show. Big show. Uh, that is uh, your welcome Wednesday done and dusted. We'll be back is. tomorrow. Hope you had a good, uh, going to have a good day. Have a great day. We love you guys. Hey, Thanks we appreciate you. Check on your people. Love y'all. This is The Shift. The shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The morning shift. I'm gonna make him an awful game with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. <laughs> okay. Warehouse changed the game by wiping the $5 prescription fee to help the people. They are the people's killer. Yeah, they are. And now they're helping us keep the lights on at the morning shift. You know, the people's podcast. The morning shift is proudly brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. Let's get it, get it. Woo!